0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Navigator, RBC Global Asset Management's podcast on the US fixed income markets. I'm Jason Pasquinelli, and joining me today in our virtual studio is Tim Leary, one of our Senior Portfolio Manager on Blue Bay's Leverage Finance Desk. Tim was kind enough to do our podcast back in July where we received a lot of interest in having you back, Tim, so thanks for joining us.
1: My pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: Hey, before we begin, Tim, I certainly want to congratulate the team on a recent milestone. The desk has been managing U.S. high yield assets through global portfolios since 2010, but recently hit its five-year track record to the dedicated U.S. strategy. We've also been able to raise meaningful assets in a strategy that has generally been tough in this environment. So just wanted to pass along the kudos to you and the team.
1: I appreciate it. Uh, The team and I are very proud of uh, our performance and the trajectory uh, for AUM growth. So glad to get out and tell the story.
0: Excellent. Well, Hey Tim, last time we connected in July, so the second of what now has been four 75 basis point rate increases. Can you walk us through the current environment in the U.S. high yield space?
1: Sure. So we are about 1% higher, 100 basis points wider in yield terms at an index level. Um, so if you think about back to July, yields were closer to Seven and three quarters. Today they're closer to eight and three quarters. Um, Interestingly, the spread at an index level over Treasuries isn't that much different. You're sort of in that four sixty-five, four seventy-five, depending on the day. Um, You know what? What that doesn't tell underneath is just how how volatile spreads have been uh, in you know since July. You know we got down to low four hundreds and we got back up to close to 600. um, And now it's settled down post CPI. I, I, the environment now is very well bid. um, And I expect that to continue into year end because there's, while there has been some pickup in new issue supply, there hasn't been anything near large enough to derail the market price action. Excellent. Default
0: rates are currently around 1.3%. That consensus is taking the over for 2023. Any thoughts on whether we'll see a meaningful uptick in defaults next year?
1: I don't know anybody that would take the under. It's hard to get much <laughs> lower than 1.3. Um, so yeah, I think that default rates are going to go higher. Um, they really just don't have anywhere to go but up. Um, but that's not really the story. I mean, you could get to, you could see default rates triple and be back to close to their sort of long-term average. Um, more importantly than that is that the the index, the market has grown, and the U.S. high yield market has grown so much over the last three years that there are, multitudes of bonds to choose from that are not going to default. Um, And so from our perspective, you know, earnings trends, we think they're going to slow. We think that we're going to enter into a mild recession. It's probably, you know, the most well-telegraphed recession in the history of mankind. But be that as it may, we do think that you're going to see some earnings slowdown as the Fed manufactures uh, financial conditions to tighten uh, and they manufacture that slowdown itself. Um, But we don't think that it's going to be something that in 2023, is going to cause a huge disruption to markets. Now, and the reason for that is that, in particular, over the next two years, there is about 6% of the market has to get refinanced. It's a very, very small refinancing window. And so if you think about why companies default, they generally default because they can't repay their debt as it comes due, they can't afford to pay interest, or there's some type of fraud. Uh, And the market just is not in that place yet. So defaults are going to pick up. It's really not that big of a deal. Um, And I think that as conditions improve, if the market starts to, the broader markets start to price in the end of rate hiking cycles, um, conditions will improve and and that will actually smooth out. And I think defaults are going to be more of a 2024, 2025 story.
0: Tim, your team's known for looking at risks holistically in order to make security decisions. Any risks that you're seeing right now that you think are being unappreciated by the market?
1: Look, I think double B, high yield bonds are grossly mispriced and and very tight for the, for what they are, particularly relative to uh, where triple B investment grade is trading. Um, I think that by and large, there has been, the market has clamored, the high yield market has clamored for double B risk because again, that that consensus view that we're entering into a slowdown or a recession. And so, um, you know, it's, it's hard to really, lose investors when you're defensively positioned into a sell-off and the way to be defensively positioned is by owning double b's the fact of the matter is you're just really not being compensated high enough of a return uh, to own that at this point in time so we favor single b's um, senior secured single b's at that um, but there's certainly pockets of value within the double b space um, i do think one of those areas is within banking um, particularly uh, Euro to not european banks that issue bonds and dollars um you can, you can find quite a bit of double B paper there that's well wide of the, the U.S. double B universe. Um, and that's as much a function of the fact that there's A, more supply in banks generally, and, and B, um, the market's still very cautious on Europe.
0: You, you kind of addressed my next question, which is where you see value at this time. But would love to hear your thoughts on valuation, generally speaking. We've seen spreads not necessarily blow out. You think that things are fairly priced right now, or do you think that there's going to be some movement in the space?
1: I think that post CPI and post the data this week, uh, PPI, retail sales, and the like, that you're going to see investors re-engage with credit markets. Um, the high yield market has been so incredibly unloved. Credit markets more broadly have just been incredibly unloved um, and underallocated, and people are under-risked in that in that cohort. And so I think you're going to see investors re-engage uh, and deploy capital in the market. That's gonna that is going to support levels, uh, barring you know unforeseen near term event. Um, so, so where do I think, uh, do what do is that a fair price? I think I, look at the end of the day, you're getting paid eight and three quarters to own high yield, which is high enough to beat inflation in a low default environment. Um, in about 53% of the benchmark is a double B rated, right? So it's a safer benchmark than it was even three years ago. And so I do think that as, as the market will come around to see value there. Um, Leverages at low multiples and interest coverage is at high multiples, and that's a winning combination.
0: Excellent, Tim. Well, I, I want to get you back to the desk. So thank you so much for your time. We certainly appreciate your comments. For the listeners out there, certainly hope this podcast has been helpful. You can find this and future episodes, of The Navigator, at institutional.rbcgam.com. Thanks again, all.
1: Thanks, Jason.
2: This podcast is provided by RBC Global Asset Management, RBC Gam for informational purposes and may not be reproduced, distributed, or published without the written consent of RBC GAM. This podcast does not constitute an offer or solicitation to buy or to sell any security product or service in any jurisdiction, nor is it intended to provide investment, financial, legal, accounting, tax, or other advice, and such information should not be relied or acted upon for providing such advice. Past performance is not indicative of future results. This product is not available for distribution to investors in jurisdictions where such distribution would be prohibited. Investment and economic outlook information has been compiled by RBC GAM from various sources. Information obtained from third parties is believed to be reliable, but no representation or warranty expressed or implied is made by RBC GAM or its affiliates or any persons as to its accuracy, completeness, or correctness. RBC GAM and its affiliates assume no responsibility for any errors or omissions.